Hello and welcome to the PHBC Pastors Podcast, where we seek to bring biblical and pastoral insight to everyday issues for the people of PHBC. I'm Brian. And I'm Brian. Woo! And today we are talking about growing in Christ-likeness, specifically about the church's role in that growth. So in my hands is a white pen with blue accenting that says Potomac Heights Baptist Church on it. And under that, it says, helping one another become more like Jesus. Pastor Brian, why is that our mission statement? Why is why is that something so important that we put it on our pens and on our websites and on our emails? What, what What's the big deal about that? Because that's what the church does. That's what well, the church primarily we gather to glorify God. But in the glorifying of God, we are helping one another become more like Jesus. God is at work in us. Um, he is in the business of conforming us into the image of Christ. Uh, that's Romans chapter 8. He is, um, you know, we are being chained from one degree of glory to another. I believe it's 2 Corinthians 3. Um, is where 3 or 4 is where we find that. And, and so we are being, we're being changed into the image of Christ. And the church is God's, certainly one of God's, and I would say probably one of God's primary mm-hmm. uh, means by which we are conformed into the image of Christ. Well, uh, help me think through that. So I certainly agree that we want to become more like Jesus, but you know, I can pray on my own. I can read my Bible on my own. I can even get Bible teaching on my own. I've got a computer. I can go to YouTube. I can do all that. So so why do I really need the church to help me become more like Jesus? Because you are unaware of your own blind spots, as we all are. That's why they're called blind spots. And so none of us have a an accurate view of ourselves from from the pers- from how from the from an outside perspective it's kind of like when you when you later on when i listen to this i'm going to absolutely cringe at hearing my voice because i i listen to my voice when it's recorded and i go oh does it sound that bad and somebody says to me that's the way it always sounds. Um, and to, to my ears, it doesn't sound that way at all, unless I hear it on a recording. Um, similarly, when we are, uh, so when, when we're trying to judge ourselves, we don't always judge ourselves well. We, we don't see ourselves um, accurately at all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. And so we need, need other people to help us see ourselves more accurately and to show us where we are not following Christ um, and then to encourage us where we are following Christ. And so, mm-hmm. so the church is helpful in that process. Not, I would, is not just helpful, it's necessary in that process. And I love the, the both kind of the positive and negative. So the negative help us see our blind spots, see where we're lacking, things that we don't necessarily uh, recognize where our own judgment is lapsed, but then also to encourage us and to help build us up in the ways that we are doing it, that we might not grow weary in doing the work that God has called us to. I think that's really helpful to, to keep in mind. Um, and then just for the record, just you, you, you showed your own lack of, of self-awareness and judgment because your voice sounds like liquid mahogany. And so... <laughs> wooden, in other words. It's very wooden. <laughs> I said liquid! <laughs> but it's mahogany, so... <laughs> oh, my uh, so, Pastor Brian, you, you've been pastoring for quite some time now. Um, 
how have you seen... 20 plus years. I 20 know. plus years. Yeah, hard to believe. That's, praise God for that. How have you seen in those 20 plus years people try to, to skirt this? So if uh, scripture is clear that one, we are to grow in Christ-likeness, and two, the church is uh, essential in that growth... How have you seen Christians, just what I'm trying to do is kind of create flags for us to recognize and be like, ooh, that might be something I'm prone to. Just how have you seen Christians try to avoid the church's role in their formation? So one way is when, when trial or difficulty comes in their life, instead of running to the church, instead of running mm. to brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, they run away. So say they're struggling with a particular besetting sin or whatever, instead of being open and honest with that, and I'm not suggesting that they take the microphone on Sunday morning and announce to the whole church, and being that's not what I mean by being honest, but uh, if you're struggling with besetting sin, instead of, instead of that being a private struggle, uh, why don't you include a brother or sister in Christ um, to help you and to encourage you and to pray with you um, somebody that can come to you on a regular basis and say, how are you doing with that brother? Mm -hmm. And so, but oftentimes people will, they, they want to you know, pretend that they have their act together. And so they're, they're not open, they're not honest. And so because they're trying to pretend they have their act together, uh, sin festers in their life and sin uh, becomes, instead of, instead of, instead of, gaining victory over that sin, sin actually takes a foothold in their life and mm. it becomes harder for them to, to overcome that sin. And so that's one way. Um, another would be just uh, the when, when people are confronted with their sin, to take that as a personal offense. Ah. Um, so you know how you know how dare you that you know that's that's my business that's not your business that's my business and how dare you even talk to me about that that's between yeah you know, I've heard this a thousand that's between me and the Lord mm. well when you join a church one of the things you do when you join a church is you're saying to to all the other church members when you join you're saying I'm giving you the church I'm giving you permission to get into my business that's that's what you're, you're saying to everybody. I am living. I am your brother in Christ, and I'm giving you permission to get into my business. And when they receive you into church membership, they are saying likewise to you. The church is saying to you, and likewise, you have permission to get into our business. And so that we are now living in such a way that we have been given permission to to speak into one another's lives. Now, sometimes we. Uh, we may not. We may do that poorly, okay. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be mindful about how we do it. Sometimes we can say the right thing, but say it in the wrong way and cause hurt or cause um, you know disfellowship to happen. And so we need to be careful, you know, just about how we talk to others and yeah. um, about their sin. But nevertheless, we have a responsibility toward one another. And that doesn't mean, so I'm the pastor here or the senior pastor. It doesn't mean that I'm going to do that to everybody. I don't, I don't have the bandwidth to do that, nor does anybody else for that matter. And so yeah. this is why we have relationships within the church. I might be able to do that with, you know, this group of people to, to a limited degree. And then, and then we have these, if you will, these overlapping circles of influence in the church where, where we're constantly speaking into one another's life. Um, and, and then, so maybe I hear from one person, they say, uh, they say, you know, Brian, 
you know, I was noticing how you were talking to your wife uh, last week after church, and you appeared to be a little bit short with her. Now, maybe, maybe I go, huh, that's interesting, and I, I don't think anything more of it, and I just let it go. But then a second brother comes to me um, a week later and says the same thing. Well, now, if, if, if I'm half the man that I, sh- I should be, yeah. now my, my antenna is at full, you know, I'm full capacity, and I'm going, okay, there, there, there are more people here saying this, and so I need to be very careful, and I need to perhaps even go to my wife and say, you know, you know sweetheart, if I offended you the other day, I didn't realize I was doing this, and so I hope I didn't offend you, and if I did offend you, uh, please, you know, please accept my apologies, what have, what have you, you know, based on the, because now I have people speaking into my life, yeah. um, and it's, and it's, that's the church of God working in me, um, to to take off the rough edges in my life. So mm-hmm. where where you know in in one respect, and this is kind of a harsh analogy, but in one respect, the church is um, like sandpaper. Hmm. Um, and so we're we're and you and I, so every, we have rough edges, and then the church uh, will use their grit, so to speak, to to gently file off those rough edges um and by god's grace you know the longer we walk in christ hopefully the church can go from you know the coarse grit down to an extra fine grit um (laughs) as we as we continue to walk in christ Mm. but um but we we still we we need that because we have blind spots in our life well said as iron sharpens iron Yes. Um, That's somewhere in the Bible. I think. Someone came up with that. <laughs> um, so I haven't been pastoring 20 plus years, but one of the ways I've seen people try to skirt this, uh, the church's role in their Christian formation, is to attend church, even faithfully, even small groups, growth groups, but to remain at a surface level. So never diving in into serving, never uh, engaging in accountability level friendships, never really opening oneself up, even in a growth group setting. Um, and so it can be uh, tempting on the outside to look like, oh, well, she's in church every week, and oh, well, he even goes to a growth group as well. Um, but if you're not opening yourself up and really walking alongside one another, uh, the dangers remain, and the lack of fellowship and the lack of accountability will catch up with you quickly. So um, want to be on guard against that as well. Um, so, Pastor Brian, one uh, last kind of section. Um, all right, so in this kind of hypothetical argument we've been having, you've, you've convinced me. So, yes, I need to grow in Christ-likeness, and yes, uh, the church needs to play a key role in that. You, you've hit some of these practical things, but I just want to kind of list out super ground level, what does this look like? Okay, I, I need to grow into Christ-likeness, and I need my church to help me do this. Where do I start? What does that look like? What do I do? Um, so... It would start personally by so making some uh, spiritual disciplines a part of your life. Mm-hmm. So if, if those if those aren't a part of your life, so basic Bible intake, for example, basic prayer, uh, to make those a part of your life. But then, as 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 respects the church, uh, to to understand, uh, you know, I am not the sole interpreter of Scripture. Mm-hmm. So I don't interpret Scripture just by myself. Um, I think in Baptist life, the priesthood of the believer has been taken a bit too far in that. Where I can take the, I can just read that all by myself, and I and I'm a priest by myself, and so I can take. 
it means what I think it means. And no, it doesn't mean what you think it means. It, well, it may mean what you think it means, but <laughs> but you are not the sole uh, arbiter of what it means. So uh, I had a seminary professor tell tell the class one time, he says, you know, if you, this was in a preaching class, if you come up with a novel interpretation that nobody in the history of the church has ever understood, nobody, I mean, you're the first person in 2,000 years of church history to come up with this idea, he said, you're wrong. Um, just, just flat, you're wrong. And... So we, we need to be mindful and we need to, so with that in point, that point in mind, when we're reading the Bible, we need to take time to read it in community as well. And so, um, so we send out these moment of the words um, during the week to, to help prepare ourselves for Sunday morning, uh, where we just have some very basic questions, look at the sermon text and some very basic questions to help prepare our hearts for Sunday. And so be a part of reading that so that when you come in on Sunday morning then, mm-hmm that you're now your heart is already engaging that text. It's not uh, the first time that you've heard it is Sunday morning. You, you've, you've been engaging that text in, with your heart all week long. And then um, you know, attend a, a Bible study group where you can, where you can have the Word of God. Um, you, you, you can hear somebody who's prayerfully prepared that lesson, and then you can allow the Word of God then to shape you um, through that lesson as you have discussion around, because in, in the sermon there's really not a whole lot of discussion yeah. around in a typical sermon, but uh, in, in a small group setting there would be time for more discussion and more fleshing out of ideas um, and so chasing, chasing you know, what well, does it mean this? And so a chance to, uh, to sharpen yourself, pray with other people mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and, and be vulnerable at times. That's something frankly that, that that if anybody knows me well, it's something that's not certainly certainly not easy for me to do. I try to do it um, at times. I do it better than others, uh, but to to be vulnerable, to allow other people to know you. And again, that's you know in a church. So let's pre-COVID, we'd have 130 to 150 people here. You're not going to have 100 people be your best friend. Yeah. Uh, that's that's not that's not going to happen. And so. If you have a group of, let's say, four or five people that you're really living life together with and knowing well, you're you're on a good track to have to have that many people in your life. That I mean, people who can say to you, "Hey, Brian, you you really blew it right there," mm-hmm. and then people that you would go, "Oh, wow! If if that's coming from so and so, then I, I need to, you know, he knows my life well. I need to listen to him." Um, and so, if you have three to five people in your life that can speak to you like that, that's a good thing. And so if you don't have that, well, where do you start? Well, pray about it and, and show up to church, find other people who are, uh, who are also passionately wanting to follow after Christ, and then come alongside them. Um, not everybody's going to be a perfect fit for you. Um, it could be you're at different life stations. You know, one person maybe, you know, you're you have uh, small kids and you're an empty nester or whatever and, and now that in some cases that could work out perfectly in other cases that could be just well you know we're not in the same life station so it doesn't work uh, we're, we're all different in that respect but when you're coming to church you're, you're able to to see these individuals um, and you're able to examine their life examine the fruit of their life and um, and so look for people that you can come alongside there's a lot there, but there's a lot good there. Um, so I want to wrap us up by reading from Ephesians 4. 
And he gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So uh, Christ has given us um, our leaders. He's given us his church that we might grow in his image and likeness. So brothers, sisters, please do not neglect this. Join us, um, live life among us, and we will uh, walk together step by step in the faith. So thank you for your time. Appreciate you listening. If you have questions, if there are other subjects you want us to talk about, by all means, let us know. But for now, this has been the PHBC Pastors Podcast.